Welcome, Raptors enthusiasts. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast. Yiga, yo, this is your boy, Sam. This is the Raptors Abroad Podcast, the podcast where I break down every single Toronto Raptors basketball game because I'm a freak like that, a Toronto Raptors freak. I represent, and I'm sitting here in London, UK. It's the day after Toronto played game 13 of their 2015-2016 NBA schedule against the Utah Jazz. So where are we at in the season? Well, the Raptors right now sitting at 7-5. and five. But it's rough going. They started out 5-0. and oh. Since then, 2-5. and five. Last seven games have been painful. If you want to know what happened, listen to the last seven Raptors Abroad podcast. You'll get a full breakdown. Now, I don't want to dwell, but last ball game was a tough one. The Raptors were in Golden State taking on the champs and the MVP, Steph Curry. And we had a good chance to win. Kyle Lowry, the main reason for that. He was coming up with huge plays down the stretch, making threes, offensive rebounds, making free throws, making fallaway jumpers. And that resulted in the Raptors having possession, being down one with about 16 seconds to go. They were in charge of their own destiny. And Lowry got tangled up with Andre Iguodala. Got called for the offensive foul, and that was pretty much your ball game. The Raptors had a chance to end the Warriors' 11-game losing streak, but no, Warriors picked up that W, extended it to a dozen. On the flip side, the Utah Jazz coming off a W against the Atlanta Hawks. A game that was decided by one point. And the Hawks have been playing pretty well despite blowing up their roster a little bit this offseason. Most notably giving up Raptors starting forward Damari Carroll. But with that win, Utah improved to 5-5. Five and five. So being at 500, they certainly don't want to go back under. So we got a hungry squad here. Two hungry squads. So we're all set up. So without further ado, let's get into it. First quarter. All right, so this ballgame, pretty cool, had 13 international players. I mean, the Raptors always come representing with a whole bunch of international players. But Utah, too, stepping up their game. Big contingent from Brazil. Of course, we got Scola. We got a couple of Canadians on the, on the Raptor roster. Utah's got the Frenchman, Rudy Gobert, who you will be hearing plenty about in this ballgame. He certainly made an impact on both ends of the floor. And so you know about the Raptors Brazilians. Of course, we got Caboclo. We got Lucas Nogueira. But the Utah Jazz also have a Brazilian player. His name is Raul Neto. Not sure if I'm saying that right, but it's interesting to see what this guy's got. I caught a couple of minutes of him playing before, and he kind of impressed me. So I was interested to see how he runs this squad, and I did not have to wait long. First minute and a half, he gets all the way to the rim for a layup and has two impressive dimes. So it gets Utah off to a good start. But his fellow South American had it going on. I'm talking about Luis Scola. 10.30 mark, he hits a long deuce. A couple of other international players now. Lithuania in the house. 9.15 mark, Jonas Valanciunas blocking France, blocking Rudy Gobert who's like seven foot three, super long. So JV gets up there for the block, and Luis Scola had it going on. Dials one up again from about 20 feet out. 40 seconds later, Scola yet again 
hits his third long two of the ball game. All about the set shot, and the Raptors with a four-point lead, 10-6. 7-0-4 mark, Kyle Lowry. Shaking off the bad finish from last ball game, he dials one up from deep to beat the shot clock. Something he's been doing a lot of lately, coming up with a clutch shot when the buzzer's about to go. And the Raptors with a five-point lead, 13-8. Sounds good. Sounds like the Raptors are rolling. But the Jazz respond emphatically. In fact, it's a 12-0 run over the next five minutes. Get yourself a Utah Jazz podcast if you want to hear about every score, but they start running over the T-Raps. Raps can do nothing right. Going to jump to the 330 mark and Rudy Gobert getting some payback on Jonas from that block earlier. He swats JV inside. And then at the other end of the floor, Trevor Booker jumps over Jonas Valanciunas for an offensive rebound, scores himself a layup. The run is at 14-0 now, and the Jazz are up 9, 22-13. 240 mark Kyle Lowry finally gets one to go for the Raptors with a 12-foot pull-up. Raptors down 7, 22-15. Corey Joseph then. Some more international flavor coming at you. He steps into the ball game, knocks down a pair of free throws, gets himself a layup. And then with 40 seconds to go, the Raptors catch a big break. Alec Burks on the drive, puts one off glass. It's about to drop in. But Rudy Gobert, who was crashing the glass looking for a possible tip in, he gets undercut and he reaches up and grabs the rim to protect himself. Not a lot to do that, Rudy. That is offensive goaltending, so wipe those two points away. But speaking of wiping points away, Kyle Lowry at the buzzer with a super athletic play to get himself open for a shot. Some behind the back dribbles going at top speed. Gets a three ball off just as the buzzer is going off. It goes. But the refs go to the replay and you could tell from when he shot it was still in his hands for a couple of tenths of a second after the buzzer went off. No basket. But still the Raptors having given up a 14-0 run, only down 5, 24-19. Could have been much worse. Second quarter. James Johnson continuing to get significant minutes lately. That makes me happy. Makes me think he's doing something right in practices when I'm not seeing it, because he always seems to do his thing on the floor. And that's what he does to start the second quarter. Two very strong drives, individual efforts. Gets himself all the way to the rim finishes with lefty finger rolls looking smooth i mean he's just up there so high james johnson just got time to just chill up there for a bit and then turn and oh yeah there's the rim yeah i'll just drop this ball in through it through the basket God, must be nice so things are looking good i'm going to jump to the eight minute mark demar Derozan setting up damari carroll on the right wing and carroll knocking down the three ball Raptors looking like they're going to come right back and snatch this lead. But at the 6.20 mark, Rodney Hood dials one up from deep. And then DeMar DeRozan comes back, tries to answer. But a bad pass results in a turnover. And Raul Neto, the Brazilian, goes all the way for the fast break layup. And the Jazz have opened up a 10-point lead. It's 38-28. 5.13 mark. Damari Carroll, nice work on defense, comes up with a steal. Drops it to Kyle Lowry, and Lowry with a gorgeous hit-ahead bounce pass to Luis Scola, who was ahead of the pack. Scola grabs it and lays it in. 
445 mark, Jonas Valanciunas protecting the basket. Rodney Hood on the inside gets blocked. Raptors go the other way, and Luis Scola. I mean, why not? Another 20-foot set shot, and it goes. 19 seconds later, Kyle Lowry coming up with a steal. Takes it the other way, misses the layup. The Utah Jazz scoop up the rebound, and somehow in transition, DeMar DeRozan loses. Gordon Hayward, and Hayward gets ahead of him, gets the outlet pass, and gets a two-handed dunk. That's not cool. Can't be giving that stuff up in transition. Luckily for the T-Raps, we had Luis Scola. Yeah, I know, I keep talking about it, but he had it going on in this first half. 345 mark, Scola strikes from the left wing from deep. Took a couple of steps back this time and knocked it down. Jazz lead down to 4, 40-36. 231 mark, it's Scola yet again. Receiving a nice pass from DeMar DeRozan who drove and kicked it to him in the left corner. And Scola again knocks down a deep ball. 122 mark, Scola now on the inside works the offensive glass. Gives it up to DeMar DeRozan. DeRozan misses the shot, but Jonas Valanciunas there for the offensive rebound and the layup. Things are just rolling for the T-Raps. 48 seconds to go. Kyle Lowry, incredible play here. Pushing it in transition. Coming down the middle. DeMar DeRozan on his right. Luis Scola ahead on his left. Defender in between them, though. Looks right at DeMar and then throws a beautiful no look angled bounce pass across his body right into the hands of Scola who was for some reason expecting the pass I mean most guys this ball would go off his hands but Scola knew that Lowry could get it to him and Lowry put it right on the money and Scola with the fast break layup absolutely gorgeous not going to show up in any of the highlight reels so Raptor fans if you've got league pass check out the end of the second quarter 48 seconds remaining and Lowry wasn't done entertaining 2.4 seconds to go. Lowry drives all the way to the basket and hits the lefty finger roll. And don't look now, folks, but your T-Raps, who were down double digits, are up three. 45-42. That's a 17-4 run over the last five minutes of the first half. Huge. Luis Scola, 18 points, 8 of 12 shooting. Big performance from the 35-year-old Argentinian. Oh, I love having this guy on our squad. And before I get to the second half, can I just go back to that bounce pass? I just got to say, when you play with a guy like Kyle Lowry, a really skilled point guard who can put passes on the money, it just makes the game so much more fun. I'm sure most of you listening to this have played some basketball at some point. And it's just different when you play with a guy who's a true point guard, and not even a point guard, but just someone who makes the right play and can put passes on the money. You'll run way more cuts, and not only do you run the cut, but you expect the ball. Certain guys, you can run a cut, you'll be wide open, but you know he's not going to get it to you. He's either not going to see it, or he doesn't have the ability. And then you know certain guys, if you're open, it doesn't matter who's in front of them, they're going to figure out a way to wrap that pass around, or over, or through, and get it in your hands for the spoon-fed layup. And Lowry showed a couple of those in this first half, and he's been doing it this year. Really showing off those point guard skills. It's just a pleasure to watch. All right, back to the ball game. Third quarter. 
Third quarter starts off nice. DeMar DeRozan on the drive, draws the defense, and then shovels it off to Jonas Valanciunas underneath, finishes with the layup. 9.39 mark. Kyle Lowry and Jonas Valanciunas. I am loving this new play of theirs. Little pick and roll. Lowry takes a little extra hesitation with the dribble and then throws up the interior alley-oop pass. And JV, expecting it all the way, goes up with two hands, throws it down, plus the foul. Raptors up 5, 50-45. 8.42 mark, Luis Scola, halftime did not cool him off. He's still feeling it. He's about 17 feet out, bunch of pump fakes, nobody bites on it, so he just goes for the step-through leaner. Hits a little line-drive jumper. Dude has it going on. Kyle Lowry as well had it going on. 7-12 mark. I mean, this is just an unbelievable play. Lowry's what, like 6-1, maybe? On the drive, sees Rudy Gobert in front of him. All right, Gobert, like I said, is about 7-3. With probably a 7-6 wingspan. Lowry goes right at him. And what weapon does he choose? His lefty floater. And he puts it way up in the air. I'm talking a rainbow. And he goes right down through the basket. Amazing shot. And then a couple of minutes later, Lowry doing it on defense. Coming from the weak side, Rudy Gobert thought he had a wide open dunk. But all of a sudden, Lowry is underneath him and he's running him over for the charge. Great anticipation and quickness by Lowry. All right, 316 mark of the third. We had a kind of a funny moment. I'm just going to point it out. Trey Burke on the drive, Kyle Lowry fouls him, he puts up a wild shot, and it gets stuck on the top of the backboard, kind of between the backboard and the, the rig that holds up the camera. So, they give a broom to Trevor Booker, and he's supposed to jump up and poke it out. And when he does, it goes up off the shot clock and in through the basket. Gets a little cheer from the crowd. I mean, obviously it didn't count, but, you know, never seen it before, so it's kind of fun. Burke, by the way, went to the free throw line, made both of his free throws, and made it a one-point game. So it's 56-55 Raptors. Two minutes and 30 seconds to go in the third. Kyle Lowry with an amazing play here. He's got the big man Jeff Withy on him, and Lowry makes him look like a stationary pylon. Flies right by him with a really nice head and shoulder fake. Just had Withy on his heels. Goes past him, Withy tries to recover, he's late, winds up slapping Lowry on the back as he's laying it in. So Kyle with the and one, makes the free throw, Raptors up six, 61-55. And then a crazy sequence in the final seconds of the quarter, 5.9 seconds to go, Alec Burks with the drive, able to bank one in, make it a three-point ball game. Alright, so Raptors trying to push, two pat, lazy inbounds pass, looking for James Johnson, it gets picked off by Joe Ingles, and Ingles has the ball for about one second, tries to swing it to a teammate, but Lowry reads it, deflects the pass, it goes right to James Johnson, James Johnson pushes it up the middle, Lowry drifts off towards the left baseline, James gives it up to him, and yeah, this is all happening within six seconds, by the way, and Lowry from 17 feet out, being challenged well by, I believe, Jeff Withy, Lowry able to hit the jumper as the buzzer goes off. The second buzzer beater of the game. This time it counts. And it's a big one. The Raptors up five. 64-59 after three. Fourth quarter. Bit of a defensive lapse to start the fourth quarter. Alec Burks left all alone on the left wing. 
knocks down a three ball, bites into that Raptor lead. 10-44 mark. Corey Joseph doing some nice work. He drives, gets fouled, goes to the line, makes a pair of free throws. And then Tupat. That's right, Tupat was playing in this game. I know he hasn't been mentioned. Tupat makes his appearance in this Raptors Abroad episode. I love talking about him. An unusual play here. Pressing the inbounds and Rodney Hood trying to get some separation. Pushes him to the ground. Offensive foul. So turnover for the Jazz. And on the possession, James Johnson setting up Bismack Biombo. Yeah, Biombo was playing as well. He sets up Bismack Biombo underneath and Bismack goes up with a big two-handed flush. So a four-point trip for the T-Raps and that is their lead. 68-62. All right, 9.30 mark, and I'm going to start talking about DeMar DeRozan. Sure, you haven't heard his name for a long time either in this episode, have you? Well, that's because he just had two points in that first three quarters. And it's a tight ball game. DeMar's the star of this team, arguably. Some might say Lowry, but I think it's DeMar. And I think he thought maybe it's time for him to put his mark on the ball game, and that's exactly what he does. Dude steps it up. 9.30 mark DeRozan, drive, layup. 8.50 mark DeMar, takes contact from about 6 feet out, able to hang, readjust in the air, knock down the shot. 40 seconds later, DeRozan beating the shot clock with a tough banker fading to his left from about 10 feet out. And the Raptors with a 5-point lead, 74-69. 7.35 mark, Rodney Hood all alone in the right corner. He's got a great look at a three ball, or so he thought. Then he gets served up the JJ special, James Johnson, with the block on Hood as he's shooting the three ball. So satisfying. Love seeing James Johnson do that to people. 7.08 mark, DeMar DeRozan. He's got the defense collapsing on him, so he makes the right call, kicks it out to his new favorite target, DeMare Carroll. And Carroll, from the left wing, knocks one down. But Gordon Hayward comes back the other way with the answer. Hits a big three ball, and the Raptors lead down to 377-74. 6.26 mark, DeMar matched up with Hayward, takes him to task, and Hayward fouls him on the drive. DeRozan to the line, knocks down both of his free throws. That's eight points in the quarter, if you're counting, folks, after just two in the first three quarters. But just 10 seconds later, the Utah Jazz with the answer. This time it's Trey Burke knocking down a three ball. 30 seconds later, Rodney Hood with the drive and a floater, and the Raptor lead is gone. It's all tied up, 79. DeMar DeRozan, rightfully so, comes back, tries to give the Raptors the lead, not able to connect on the baseline pull-up. But Gordon Hayward did. From straight away and from deep. Knocks down his second three ball of the quarter. And it's an 11-2 run all of a sudden for the Utah Jazz. And they're up three, 82-79. But the Raptors, DeRozan does not panic. All right, he settles down his team by taking it to the hole and laying it in. No problem. 425 mark then. Gordon Hayward, he's feeling it. He tries to answer the DeRozan layup. Got a decent look at a jump shot from about 15 feet out. Damari Carroll closing in from his left side. Hayward spots him. Thinks he can get a free throw out of the deal, so he jumps into him. But uh-uh. Referee blows the whistle. Offensive foul. And it was a good call. Tough call in real time. I thought it was a bad call, but seeing the replay, I said, yeah, he did jump into him. And even the Jazz broadcasters agreed. 
And that, folks, leads to the play of the game. If you've checked any NBA or basketball source in the last 24 hours, this is November 19th, 2015, then you will have seen this highlight. Most are calling it the play of the year, or at least the dunk of the year. And thankfully, <laughs> it's good news for the T-Raps. With the squad down one, DeMar DeRozan on the right wing has Gordon Hayward on him. Hayward looks left, gets a call from his coach, Quinn Snyder. And as he is getting that instruction, DeRozan blows by him with the dribble down the right side. So Rudy Gobert, the Frenchman, rotates over. And DeRozan is leading me to use my first soundbite ever in the Raptors Abroad podcast in the immortal words of Maestro Fresh Wes. This is a throwdown. That's right. DeMar DeRozan to the hole. Gobert is there and DeRozan just keeps rising and rising and rising. He cocks it back. Gobert gets some of his wrist with the left hand. It doesn't matter. Anything that comes near DeMar is getting dunked and he throws it down. You don't need any league pass to check this one out. Just check out anything about DeMar DeRozan and Rudy Gobert this year, and you're going to be seeing that highlight. And more importantly, that gave the Toronto Raptors a one-point lead, 83-82. Should have been an end one. DeMar should have been at the line, but we were just so jazzed up and so hyped. Jazzed up. I didn't make that pun on purpose. That was a good one. T-Raps up one, 83-82. 3.20 mark. Back to the ball game. Back to reality. And Derek Favors. That's right. I haven't even mentioned him. Dude's a good baller. Favors steps in and puts his mark on the ball game. He gets the lead back for the Jazz with a 15-foot jumper. Over the next couple of minutes, both teams trade a couple of turnovers, trade a couple of misses. So I'm going to jump to the 121 mark. DeMar DeRozan. Little penetration on the left side. Forces up a shot. Thinking he's going to get a call. He does not. It comes up well short, but something did happen on that drive. When DeMar DeRozan gets penetration, the defense collapses, and that left Jonas Valanciunas all alone to grab the loose ball and lay it in. That gave the Raptors back the lead by one. But just eight seconds later, Alec Burks pulling up, hitting a free throw line jumper, and the Jazz again up one, 86-85. 58 seconds to go, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, we got to call his number. He's been doing it all for us in this quarter. DeRozan, on the right baseline, goes to put up the jumper, and Rudy Gobert gets his revenge, comes up with a huge block. Jazz go the other way, and 18 seconds later, Derek Favors driving down the right side. Luis Scola trying to slide in front of him just a half second too late. Needed to slide over a little bit more. He gets called for the blocking foul, and... Favors banks in the shot. Goes in for the three-point play the old-fashioned way. And that was huge because that made it a two-possession game. Jazz up four. 89-85. 27.4 seconds to go. Lowry on the drive. Gets fouled by Rudy Gobert. Lowry goes to the line. Knocks down both free throws. Two-point game. All right, 23.8 seconds to go. Jazz ball. One second game clock, shot clock, differential. Figure the Raptors are just going to foul right away. But they don't. They go for the pressure. And it does not work. The Jazz swing it around. And Derek Favors continues to do damage. He gets 
He gets the swing pass and a wide open two-handed dunk. 91-87 Utah. 20 seconds to go now. Raptors with the ball. Pretty much our last chance. We need to score here. Give the ball to DeMar DeRozan. And DeRozan on the drive. Loses the handle. Just dribbles off his hands and out of bounds. So the Raptors, two games in a row, fold down the stretch and they go on to lose this one by four. 93-89. Third loss in a row and painfully the third game in a row where the Raptors have had a decent lead in the fourth quarter and were not able to seal the deal. Utah Jazz outscore the T-Raps 34-25 in that fourth quarter to win this game by four. Let's hit the box score. All right, let's get Utah out of the way. Derek Favors obviously getting the game ball, coming up with the big plays down the stretch. And you know what? He was doing it all game. Seven of nine from the field for 18 points, 11 rebounds. So he's getting the game ball, but the runner-up is Gordon Hayward. First of all, he played incredible defense on DeMar DeRozan, held him to two points for the first three quarters. And he was getting off himself, 17 points, 7 rebounds, 6 of 15 from the field. Alright, so on to you, T-Raps. Well, game ball's going to go to Luis Scola. He did most of his damage in the first half, but he stayed consistent. 10 of 15 from the field, 22 points from Luis Scola. I mean, you get 22 points out of Luis Scola, that should be a W. Jonas Valanciunas just missing out on a double-double yet again. He had 11 points, 9 rebounds. I think last game he had... The opposite, he had 11 rebounds and 9 points. Kyle Lowry had 20 points, 6 assists, but did not shoot it well from deep. 1 of 7 from 3-point land. However, 7 of 7 from the free throw line. In fact, the Raptors as a team, 16 of 18. For 88%, which is lovely, almost 89%. You know, last game they had 39 free throw attempts. 18 is decent, but I'd like to see them get around 25, 26 a game. This is a team that's known for getting to the free throw line. I believe we lead the league in free throw attempts. So with this loss, the T-Raps fall to 7-6 and six on the season. One game over 500, and the Jazz improve to one game over 500 on the season. And you know what? It's really bad news when you look at the overall standings, my people. Fellow Raptor freaks, if the season ended today, it would not include the Toronto Raptors in the postseason teams in front of us right now Chicago Bulls who've been on a bit of a roll they've won four in a row they're tied with the Cleveland Cavaliers for first at eight and three Atlanta Hawks right behind them nine and five Miami Heat Indiana Pacers Washington Wizards Boston Celtics Detroit Pistons all ahead of us now granted all these teams are all also just one game over 500 but percentage wise they got our number right now it's not cool we started out five and oh you're breaking my heart T-Raps so big pressure on the next ball game. The Raptors on Friday taking on the Los Angeles Lakers, continuing this West Coast swing. And it has not been a good year for the Lakers. They are 2-9. and nine. Kobe does not look like Kobe. Hoping we get to see some flashes of him at some point. Although not against the T-Raps. Homeboy had enough fun against Toronto. Dude dropped 81. As you'll all recall. So I think we've given him enough. I'll be totally fine if Kobe does not have a big ball game against Toronto this Friday. He can have 
Another going away party. Someone else can throw him for him. We don't need to do it. Speaking of Kobe's 81, by the way, I just want to give another shout out to Jalen Rose and David Jacoby. The Jalen and Jacoby podcast. Man, it is fantastic. I listen to a lot of podcasts religiously. And when I see theirs, jumps to the top of the line. Front of the queue, as we say here in the UK. It's just quality entertainment. Jalen Rose has got some killer stories. David Jacoby is a great counterpart. They keeping it real. And they're the ones that inspired me to get the Maestro soundbite. Because they got some killer soundbites going down. They got some ODB. They got some KRS-One. They represent. And I represent. This is your boy, Sam. That's it for this Raptors Abroad podcast. Coming to you from London. Nothing but love. And I'm out. And I'm out. And I'm out.